Amen. Well, welcome to the house of the Lord once again. It's great to be in the presence of our Lord and Savior. Amen. So look forward to Sundays. Chance to get out. For some, the only chance to get out. And uh, welcome to the house of the Lord. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to the book of Philippians chapter 3. Philippians 3, verses 12 to 15. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on. That I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Not one of us here in this room today has yet attained or are already perfected. But we are those that press on. We press on that we may lay hold of of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of us. We press we press on in order to lay hold of those things, to discover the life that Jesus would have for us. The life he would have for us on this side of eternity, and we know the life that he is preparing for us when we pass. In order to press on, we have to forget those things which are behind That's what the Bible says. We have to reach forward to those things which are ahead. We have to press toward the goal. Are there any runners in the house today? Any pressers? The Passion Translation reads, I admit I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing. But I run with passion into his abundance so that I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. I forget all of the past. As I fasten my heart to the future instead, I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. So let all who are fully mature have the same passion. And if anyone, if anyone here today is not yet gripped by these desires, the margin reads those who don't run this way, God will reveal it to them. Now the Bible tells us that we are to run. In fact, the Bible instructs us that we are to run. The Bible tells us that we are to run in a certain way. 
The Bible tells us that there are things we need to do. There are things we need to take care of and give attention to if we are going to run in a proper and fitting manner. I wonder if it's our heart today. If the cry of our hearts today is this, I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. I ask today, will we fasten our hearts to the future? Will we fasten our hearts to the future? To discover all that Christ would have for us. To fulfill all that he has called us to fulfill. All who are mature have this same passion. We know that we are to grow up in Christ. There's a maturing process that takes place. And the Bible says all who are mature think this way. All who are mature run this way. All who are mature have this same passion. The Spirit of the Lord is in this place today, and if anyone is not yet gripped by these desires, God will reveal it to them. Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore we also, think about it today, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. That is the originator of our faith, the perfecter of our faith. The Holy Ghost, speaking through the writer of the book of Hebrews, would have us think of ourselves as runners. Whether you believe it or not, you're a runner. You're called to be one. You're commissioned to run. He refers to us as runners on the track in the race of life. Runners on the track. Which track are you on in this race of life? Runners on a track in the race of life, a race that has its beginning, a race that has all its steps, all its strides, and a race that finally ends. Runners have a responsibility to lay aside every weight, unnecessary weight, to remove from their lives anything that would get in the way, anything that would slacken pace. We are called to run this race. The Bible says, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. I would like to take a moment and remind us this morning that this is not a competition. As if we were competing against each other. Christians are not competitors against each other. And perhaps we're here this morning 
And that's our unnecessary weight. The unnecessary weight that we must lay aside. As a preacher of old said, our enemy that we run against, against whom we compete, is not another Christian, but the world and the flesh and the devil in their various manifestations. If we are going to run in the manner the Holy Ghost is prescribed, we are going to have to lay aside every weight. The weight here is not sin. We are talking about the things that would hold us back, slow us down, slacken our pace, have us drag our feet, and finally lose the race. It speaks of hindrances that are not intrinsically sins. Let us lay aside every weight that we might run this race, the race that is set before us. I have weight that I have to lay aside because there's a race set before me. And you have weight that you have to lay aside because of the race that is set before you. A.W. Tozer said these words, the difference between a spiritual Christian and an average Christian. He said, I didn't know there was such a thing. Well, the difference between a spiritual Christian and an average Christian is that a truly spiritual Christian knows that he not only needs to be delivered from sin, but he needs to be delivered from anything that would prevent him from winning. Time is too short. Judgment is too certain. Eternity is too long. God is too wonderful. Christ is too beautiful. And heaven is too glorious for us to allow anything in our lives to hold us back from winning the race of life. What might the weight be? Therefore, since we, since I am surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses, cheering me on. There's a great cloud of witnesses cheering you on. Perhaps even cheering your name. Let us lay aside every weight. What might the weight be? Amusements of the world. Enjoyments. Fun, delight, pleasure, entertainments, pastimes, hobbies. David Wilkerson said these words, many of those who once were so passionately in love with Christ now run about pursuing their own interests. They're burdened down with stress and problems, chasing after riches and the things of this world. Let us lay aside every weight. It could be associations, it could be friendships, relationships, people we've attached ourselves to. It could be media, social media, news, barrage of information, goals and plans that aren't the goals and plans God would desire for us, ones that take us away, ones that consume us and devour us. The weight. Let us lay aside every weight. And this is the truth today. What hinders one doesn't necessarily hinder the next. 
A.W. Tozer, if they encumber me, they will cause me to lose. And rather than lose, I will lay them aside. Let us lay aside the weight. No time for church. What is hindering you? No time for prayer. What's hindering you? No time for Bible reading. What's hindering us? You say, well, what's more important, Bible reading or prayer? Well, an old preacher said, what's more important, breathing in or breathing out? No time for service. What's hindering us? What's taking us away? What's eating up all our time? What's the weight that we need to lay aside? No time for brothers and sisters. What's hindering us? You see, if it's hindering me, I need to lay it aside. Let us lay aside. Let me lay aside because of the race that is set before me. Let's not push the Holy Ghost away today. Back to the text, New King James Version. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. The Amplified Bible, that sin which so readily, deftly, and cleverly clings to and entangles us. J.B. Phillips' New Testament, the sin which dogs our feet in the Passion Translation, the sin we so easily fall into. We don't need to expound any further here. We know the sin if we are honest before God. We know the sin we so easily fall into, and we must lay it aside. It's a responsibility on our part to lay it aside. Let us lay aside the weight. Let us lay aside the sin. Run. It's going to take patience, and it's going to take endurance. That's the race we're in. Life takes patience. Life takes endurance. And we are going to have to determine, we are going to have to determine as individuals to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. There are attractions and distractions that would love to steal our eyes, steal our sight, steal our vision, send us running wild, running astray. You know what the word says? Without God's vision, that's what it's talking about. People cast off restraint. People run wild. People run around aimlessly. People run the wrong race. People pick the wrong track. People give up. People run erratically. And sporadically, if the Holy Spirit would come today as a running coach, what instruction would he give? He's here to lead us, isn't he? To lead us into all truth. And so what would our running coach say today? Are you ready? Fight the good fight and keep the faith. 2 Timothy 4, verse 7, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Not, I fought a fight, sort of, sometimes, maybe, 
I finished the race, lost the faith. The message, this is the only race worth running, and I want to announce that to every single person in this room today, that that is the truth, whether we believe it or not. This is the only race worth running. I've run hard right to the finish, believed all the way. What instruction would the Holy Spirit give us today? Don't let anyone cut in on you. Galatians 5, 7 in the New King James Version, you ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? Obviously they were running and running well. Who hindered you? The Amplified, you were running the race nobly. Who has interfered and hindered and stopped you from your heeding and following the truth? What does the NIV say? It says, who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? You were running well. You were running nobly. Who hindered you? Who cut in on you? You know what the Holy Ghost would say to us today? Spend much time waiting on the Lord. Spend much time waiting on God. Waiting in His presence. Because Isaiah 40, verse 31 says, Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. And listen to this, they shall run and not be weary. If there are weary runners in the house, I ask, are you waiting on the Lord? And if you say, yes, I am, I would say, if you're still weary, you got to wait more. The Bible is true. Let God be true and every man a liar. Because the Bible declares that those who wait, those who bind together with God, those that expect, look, tarry, wait for, on and upon, they shall run and not be weary. If you're weary, have you set aside waiting on the Lord? Have you relaxed waiting on the Lord? Have you let go of a pattern? Have you let go of devotion? Have you taken a little more time away from the lover of your soul, your Savior, your Lord? And so you're weary, perhaps even in well-doing. Wait on the Lord, and you will run, and you will not be weary. The Holy Spirit would say to us today, run the course of his commandments. Psalm 119, verse 32, I will run the course of your commandments. And here I would exhort the church, don't veer off, don't deviate, do not be deceived. Know the commandments of God and reject the amendments of the ungodly. Run the course of his commandments. His commandments are life. They keep us running right, running like we should. Run to get the prize. Train. 
Don't run aimlessly and strike the flesh. That's what the word says. Listen to 1 Corinthians 9, verses 24 to 27. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. How's your running today? Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, with this knowledge, with this understanding, because I just heard the message, because I am now responsible for the level of revelation I have received, says the word, therefore I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Run to get the prize. Do not run aimlessly. Train and strike the flesh. The flesh is at war against the spirit. In the natural, there are some days, for those that aren't serious about running, those that aren't real runners, where they don't feel like running. And so one day goes by. It's hard. Some can't press through the cramps, can't press through and endure. But with the knowledge of God and with what the Holy Spirit would say to us today, we can be those that do endure. Those that run to get the prize, that's our goal. I asked today, what's your goal at the end of it all? When you're put in an old pine box, what's the goal? You see, if we can understand what the goal is, it might just re readjust some things and rearrange some things in life right now and help us to run better, help us to run right the way the Holy Ghost would have us run. Run to get the prize. Don't run aimlessly and strike the flesh. The road to the promised land runs past Sinai. Those are the words of C.S. Lewis. The road to the promised land runs past Sinai. Think of it today. Out of Egypt, out of bondage, slavery, past Sinai and on to the promised land. Sinai was the place of the word of God. Sinai was the place of assembling. It was the place of discipline. Sinai was the place of the Lord's presence on the mountain, the place of fire. Nehemiah 9.13, you came down on Mount Sinai and spoke with them from heaven and gave them right rules and true laws, good statutes and commandments. Acts 7, verse 38, this is the one who was in the congregation in the wilderness with the angel who spoke to him at Mount Sinai and with our fathers. He received living oracles to give to us. The road to the promised land runs past Sinai. 
Exodus 24, verses 16 and 17, the glory of the Lord dwelt on Mount Sinai. And the cloud covered it six days, and on the seventh day he called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. Now the appearance of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on the top of the mountain in the sight of the people of Israel. It hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. The road to the promised land runs past Sinai. The road to the promised land runs past the place of the Word of God, the assembling, discipline, the Lord's presence on the mountain, the place of fire. We all know that there is an enemy against us. He's not just against us collectively. Sure, he'd like to take us all out. But he's against us individually. The enemy doesn't want us running. The enemy wants to hinder our running. He'll do all he can to keep us from laying aside every weight. And the sin which we so easily fall into. He'll do all he can to steal our focus. He'll do all he can to kill our patience. He'll do all he can to destroy our obedience. He'll do all he can to destroy our endurance. He'll send a troop against us, and he'll even unleash the horses. But can I tell you today that you can run against a troop and contend with horses? Psalm 18, verse 29, for by you I can run against a troop. And Jeremiah 12, verse 5 reads, If you have run with the footmen and they have wearied you, then how can you contend with horses? And the answer is this, we can, by the grace of God, his anointing, and our dedication as a runner. If we will take what the Holy Ghost says today, our running coach, and we will apply it, not push him away. Have you ever pushed away a coach? You're wiser than the coach, right? Smarter than the coach. Perhaps it's because you're looking at yourself and maybe you're a better player than the coach, but it doesn't mean you're wiser. Ever pushed away a coach? The Holy Ghost is wise. He speaks on behalf of heaven. His desire is that we would win the victory prize. And so we'd be wise when he comes to not push him away. Because his plan is that we prosper. We have a hope in the glorious future that the Lord would have for us. It's a day to purpose to run like the Holy Ghost would have us run. And I declare over each of us here, if we have the heart of a runner, Proverbs 4, verses 12 and 13, when you run, you will not stumble. Take firm hold of instruction. Do not let go. Keep her, for she is your life. The Lord would say to each of us today, it's time. It's time to run. Maybe we've run in the past. 
We're just tired. We're weary. We ran for so many years, and we've just given it up. See, the reality is in the natural, we get older. We can't run like we used to. We get older. For some, the running shoes have been set aside because that's just natural. We're talking about spiritual things today. You're called to run, and you can run right into eternity if you purpose in your heart to run. can have the worship team return today. Philippians 3, verses 12 to 15, the Passion Translation. I just love it. I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing, but I run with passion into his abundance so that I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. I forget the past. As I fasten my heart to the future instead, I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. So let all who are fully mature have this same passion. And if anyone is not yet gripped by these desires, my prayer today is that God would reveal it to them. Can we run in two directions? It doesn't take brilliance to understand that this is simply not possible. In fact, after the first service, I tried. (laughs) Doesn't work too well. You can't run in two directions. None of us here, we can't run in two directions. It's simply not possible. People would like to tell us it is possible. You can run in two directions. There's a form of Christianity that would tell us that we can run in two directions. That's not what the Bible says. Run straight for the victory prize. Do we need to lay some things aside today? Lay aside the weight. What's the weight for you? What's the weight for you as an individual? I must lay aside that weight. Do we need to spend time waiting on the Lord? Listen, the answer for all of us is yes. We need to spend more and more time waiting on the Lord. More and more time waiting on Him. Waiting for Him, expecting, twisting, binding our lives in with Him. Waiting in His presence. Why? Because it says that those who wait on the Lord, they will run and they won't grow weary. This world wants to weary you out. Has anyone cut in on us? Is anyone hindering us? 
been around long enough to see a lot of people cut in on. Do we need to train? Do we need to strike the flesh? I gladly strike the flesh. We should gladly strike the flesh. The flesh is at war with the spirit. The spirit is at war with the flesh, a mess in this battle that won't be done until we pass from this life. We, we strike the flesh. Have we made the trip to Sinai? And I know for many here today, it's time to forget the past and fasten our hearts to the future instead. This can apply in many ways. It's time to forget the past. You can't run right when you're staring at the past. We know it's true that we need to forget the past because what does the enemy love to do? Every once in a while, things are going well. We're running well, running nobly. And then he comes and he's like, hey, remember you did that? Remember who you were? Remember that sin? And all of a sudden, I'm unworthy and we're running with our head down. And even that wearies us out, tired us get tired and we're just like, God, I can't run this race. I'm not worthy to run in this race. And, and some, sadly, they just pull themselves right out of the race because they can't get over their past. But can I tell you what God sees and what he wants to see? He sees you covered by the blood of Jesus if you truly repented. And he wants to see you running with pride. He wants to see you running with your head up high. Not slackening your pace when the enemy comes or others come to remind you of who you were. Your sins are forgiven. Go sin no more. Just remember what Jesus said. Remember what he's declared over your life. You need to forget the past because it's just, it's killing your running. It's time to forget the past days of old. It's time to forget the good things of the past. Because for some, they're so wrapped up in the past, they wish everything was like the past. They were hoping they'd come to church this morning and we'd sing a song from the past. From their past. Behold, I do a new thing, says the Lord. It's time to forget the past and fasten our hearts to the future. If your heart is fastened to the past, God's saying, come on right now. Your heart has to be fastened to the future or you're not gonna run like I want you to run. You're not gonna discover all I have for you to discover. You're not gonna fulfill all that I have for you to fulfill. Are you here today running from God? you've come to church many times maybe it's your first time and you know maybe you don't know but it's the Holy Spirit tugging on your heart knocking on the door it's Jesus inviting you into a relationship with him and you've come time and time again into the house of the Lord 
but you're running from God. And you can't wait until I'm done talking so you can get out of here and run from God once again. Run from God for another week. But listen, I'll be back next week, and I'm going to pray you back in the door. This is the truth today. You're in here, you're running from God. Quit running from God. You don't know how much time you have left. None of us do. And I'd say quit running from God because enjoy the life with Jesus on this side of eternity. This is not all just about getting a ticket to heaven. If you're running from God, I want you to know what the Word of God says is true. But Jesus Christ gave His life for you on a cross. He was beaten bloody for the sins of people. He was beaten bloody for your sins. He has a plan for your life. He loves you. He gave Himself for you. He took those nails for you. The crown of thorns was smashed in His skull for you. unrecognizable when they were done with them for you. He took the weight of everything. Why? So that right now today you can cry out to Him, you can repent, you can give your life to Him and the past can be covered who you were by the blood of Jesus and you can start running the race, the only race the only race worth running. And so He invites you into relationship with Him today the relationship begins today if you'll have if you'll have him if you'll invite him in don't run from him are there any prodigals in the house you've run away from the father's house but guess what look where your running's got you and my prayer is today that if you're at that point your eyes would be opened your heart once again would beat and understand how good the father's house was and that you would say in this moment, in these moments, at the close of this service, you would say in these moments, just like the prodigal son said, I will rise and I will go to my father. And if you will start running home, the father will start running out to meet you. And what happened when the prodigal got home? People wanted to say, hey, remember what he did? No word of it. Just start running. Give your life to Jesus today. Come home today. I don't know what it is today. If you're here and anything is hindering your running, somebody's caught in on you. You got unnecessary weight. You've got sin and you know what the sin is. I don't know what your sin is. Maybe I do know what your sin is. But it's a sin that you just constantly fall into time and time again. That's so easily, that's what the text says, easily entangles you. We'd love for the Lord to come and set those things aside, but what does the Word say? Let us decide. We have a responsibility in this race. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's stand in this place today.
waiting on you like never before. And strength would rise once again. Lord, for all the aimless runners. For all those that need to train in the house, Lord. If there are any here today that need to strike the flesh, let us strike the flesh, Lord Jesus. I'm not going to let anybody cut in on us, oh God. Lord, we run straight for the victory prize. We run for your glory, God. Lord, quicken our pace. Quicken our pace, Lord, today.